the dark, whistling in the dark. Welcome to This Might Be a Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time. They might be giants. And I am here with Tom Dunford from the Boston area to talk about the They Might Be Giants song, Fingertips, parentheses, banjo. Fingertips, fingertips, fingertips. Hey, Tom, good to see you again. Hey, Greg, good to see you too. So I didn't mention on the last episode, my sister actually lives in uh, Watertown. Oh, does she? Okay. Yeah, Waterton, Watertown, yeah. She yep. she lives right around the corner from the house that the uh, Boston Marathon bomber went and hid in that person's boat. Oh, that was a bad day. It was. Was she? She, um, was she did not live in that. She did not live in that neighborhood yet at the time. Oh, that um, at the time. Yes. I had someone who was living there at the time, and they um, actually were holed up in their basement of their house, and the police broke into their house and kind of uh, corralled everybody out and had people on the uh, ground, and it was wow. a strange, a strange time and a strange day to be in the Boston area for sure. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, not good. But yeah, going on walks around the neighborhood is definitely a uh, a point of interest for sure for people yeah. new to the neighborhood. And be like, yeah, you remember uh, when that shit happened? Yeah, that's uh, that's the house right there, and that's the boat that, because those people still live there. Watertown's really nice, nice, nice place. It's crazy that that happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's see. Um, I've, I'm looking here. So as, as we talk about fingertips. The second track on Fingertips, the one that's called Fingertips, or the first one that's called Fingertips, I suppose, Fingertips Banjo, uh, I was looking at the um, the All Music page for uh, Apollo 18, and on this one, it just has, it doesn't even give them their own titles, it just has Fingertips, 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 all the way down to Spacesuit. Uh, but what's funny is this review, uh, they don't date the reviews uh, I, I wish I knew when this person wrote this review because all music's been around for a while, but obviously it has not been around since 1992. Yeah. But uh, so they were reviewing this with hindsight when they started all music. Stephen Thomas Erlewine wrote the, the review and it, it sounds like a, a pretty, pretty prim and proper name. Stephen Thomas Erlewine, uh, uh, though you share one name with him. So I don't know. Uh, he says, this is, this is the review for what is my favorite. They might be to him. Although it lacks a standout single like Birdhouse in Your Soul, <laughs> Apollo 18 is a more consistent album than Flood, overflowing with ideas and pop hooks. The most noteworthy idea may have been Fingertips, a suite of 21 song fragments designed to make each random play a new experience, but the meat of the album lies in pop songs like I Palindrome, I, My Evil Twin, She's Actual Size, and Which Describes How You're Feeling. The album has a slightly darker feeling than its predecessors, but that just gives the album a resonance that was missing on Flood. <laughs> this guy didn't like Flood. I don't hear the darker darker side of this album. I, you know, I I do, I do. Honestly, there's, I mean, there's dark stuff on all of their albums. But I mean, for one, you're kicking it off with what's basically a punk song called "Dig My Grave." It's like one of their hardest, fastest songs, um, and. And then I Palindrome I, you have like the rare moments of swearing and they might be giants. 
um, You Son of a Bitch, I Palindrome I, like right off the top of that song. And then you've got, um, I mean, Spider is kind of a sinister song. You've got, uh, you know, stuff about skulls on the ground, skulls on the ground and such. Yeah. All heads where the the dude's keeping that. Uh I I guess, maybe. I never thought that. This this record was a real, um, I'll tell a story, quick, quick, quick story. Sure. Here in high school, we had to do this big senior writing project. And this record kind of informed that senior writing project. I had this whole vision um, in my head. Of, the, of a story based around um, this whole album. I actually had it for all there for Lincoln as well, for a different story. And I wrote my senior writing project um, kind of using this as a, as a touch point. Um, it was about these people who were on the run and they went into outer space and that, that the fingertips, which kind of were going through song by song here, fingertips, that was kind of, when I would listen to this song, um, I would kind of picture these characters in my head. And that was what I used write my story oh so thank you very much yeah i like that i like that uh so so this is one of the shortest songs among these short songs uh the the shortest song is uh who's knocking on the wall which is four seconds four seconds long this one is six oh hey now everybody's five seconds this one is six seconds okay so very very short uh fingertips and you got the really fast banjo and that's it just banjo and voice what yep. uh what do you think of fingertips banjo i like it a lot and actually when researching this i didn't realize that the person playing the banjo was in the holy modal rounders do you know that band yeah you know, i've i've heard that name i do not know them they are um they were from the 60s. I think they were on the Easy Rider soundtrack. Um, oh. Their stuff, they, they're, they're, they're out there. They're definitely, I think they, were, they came up as like a jug band type around with like huh. Grateful Dead, but they were, they were like two steps removed from the Grateful Dead's weirdness. And I didn't know that at the time. And I kind of, I, I, a couple years ago, I got into that band. So it was kind of interesting to know that 17-year-old me was listening to something that, you know, 30-year-old me was going to get into. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's Peter Stampfel is uh, the guy playing the banjo and doing the vocal. Yeah. Uh, and live now, Dan Miller does it, uh, plays it the, the guitar, and he plays it solo on the guitar and does the vocal. So let's let's listen to that. Let's see we got... Yeah. Um, well, let's let's listen to the the young Dan Miller, f- fairly fresh in the band uh, in the early two thousands. Uh, this again, the um, bonus footage from Gigantic. Uh, let's let's check that out. Yeah, I like uh, I like the uh, the rest of the band getting some features. I- I'm a fan of. Uh, Dan Miller getting a little a little spotlight there. Yeah, definitely. I think that um, I don't think they get I don't think they get enough recognition, and it's not no fault of. I think when people think of the band, they think of John Linnell and John Flansburg. So it is. You're right. It's nice to see that these other guys are kind of in the spotlight. Yeah, they do. Uh, the guys have have gotten to step out uh, on the kids' albums. At least uh, Danny and Marty have been contributing songs to all, all the kids' albums. <laughs> 
Um, but as far as the regular albums or whatever you want to call them, um, you know, they don't, they, you know, they, they fill their roles very well, but they're not really on the mic. And it seems like live Dan, Dan, uh, Miller will, will get on keyboards on occasion. If there's a song that calls for a keyboard and an accordion, Linnell's on the accordion. Uh, Dan will play the keyboard. Have, uh, have you seen them live? Uh, yeah, not for a long time. I saw them, um, in like 92, they came to my college. There's like 30 people in the audience, which was great. Um, and then I saw them like in 90, I want to say 94. Um, I just happened to bump into a couple people on the street that I knew and they said, Hey, we're going to the Amy Big Giants. So I don't know what they were doing around that time. It must've been John Henry, which like I said, I wasn't really into, but they are phenomenal live. And I haven't, like I said, for a couple of years, for many years now. They must be even better. I mean, that they were just amazing, and I couldn't they're believe they're so good. I couldn't believe. I I think when I saw them in '92, they they had a full band behind them. It wasn't just a drum machine. But they, yeah, they, yeah, there was yeah there was a, a brief like testing period with some guys that like there was a drummer that didn't end up on. Oh man, he might have ended up on an EP. I'm blanking on his name right now. I'm too lazy to Google it within this short episode, but uh, <laughs> uh, that. Uh, it was then re- replaced by the time John Henry came around, but yeah, they had like a touring band. Essentially, they were kind of testing the waters, I think, for the full band. Um, so I want to check out real quick. Th- let's just do one more live. They might be Giants version because in this t- tiny desk NPR concert from 2011, uh, Dan Miller is not present. So let's 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 hear uh, how they do it with just John John and uh, and Marty. Do it. Fingertips, fingertips, fingertips. Oh yeah, okay. Interesting. I should remember this. Yeah. yeah, they take they take the string element out of it altogether. I was sitting there waiting for Flans to start strumming wildly, but instead you got Linnell doing some little piano plunks and and he takes the lead. But I think this just shows like how good of a musician they are, and I know. I I play guitar. I know you play you play a lot of different instruments. I've heard your band, seen your stuff. You 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 play a lot, but I and I guess you're more well versed in this. Like I could never take a guitar piece and translate it into um, uh, something on the keyboard or even a band right. on the keyboard. It's just I I'm amazed when I hear them. Um, just really how good they are. Yeah, they're they're constantly doing different variations on their songs especially the old ones like when i did the istanbul episode with my parents i ended up tacking on like we recorded the first bit around thanksgiving and i got so far ahead with the recordings that the uh, when i saw them again at christmas it still hadn't posted i'm like hey i found these other live versions that we should have talked about because there's like so many different versions of istanbul because i think they would probably just go insane if they were just playing it the same way since 1990. So they're constantly revamping it. There was one with like a whole like flamenco Spanish guitar lead uh, that to start this little finger picked guitar part. And then there was a uh, huge like trumpet uh, horn horn thing intro uh, by Kurt Ram in there that they released very recently. Um, but yeah, they, they don't, they, they like to mix it up for themselves. I mean, they've, they, they know what they're doing and they adapt and change their own songs however they want. Absolutely. And, and they're the kind of band where, where, where the fans we're we're in for pretty much everything. I think there's a lot of bands where like, let's say like, um, 
the Rolling Stones came to town and you paid $400 for a fucking ticket and you go and see them and they play Satisfaction at like warp speed and with like some like, uh, you know, theremin solo. And you're like, what the fuck was that? This is not what I paid for. Give me the 1966 version play just like just like on the record. Damn it. Yeah. Don't don't deviate from the norm. Yeah. But I want to I want to hear the one I've been singing along with for 50 years. Come on. Well, I think that happens. Like if you listen to they might be giants. Um I feel like you're probably and I'm generalizing here, but you're probably open to different interpretations of songs just because even though they're all, if you play the They Might Be Giants song, I kind of know, all right, from the opening chords, all right, they, that They Might Be Giants, but their stuff still all sounds so different. They have so many different, um, so many different ways of playing, different keys that they play, um, the instruments that they play, they, they, nothing sounds like them. And I think, like, if you listen to them, um, if you're a fan of them, you're open to that. Whereas, and again, I don't want to generalize, but if you're a fan of Rolling Stones and their old stuff and from 1965 and that's what you listen to and that's the records you grew up on, you want to hear that. And that's the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think there's only one cover I want to play, and this is one we, we found uh, independent of each other, that this is, this is a very different kind of cover of Fingertips Banjo. Uh, we f- we both found this this video by the YouTube user Jake Pride, um, and this was just published just about just over a year ago. Uh, and the YouTube video is titled "They Might Be Giants Fingertips with Beatles Songs." So I was very confused when I saw that. I'm like, "What the hell does that mean?" Um, and I clicked on it, and what they're doing is taking the essentially taking the chord progressions and stylistic bits of like uh, various Beatles songs but then doing the different fingertip songs over top of them. And we both seem to like the, uh, what they do on this fingertips banjo, uh, version is they play blackbird. So it's kind of a tender string plucked song rather than furiously plucked banjo, uh, and singing fingertips over top of blackbird style guitar so <laughs> let's let's let you check that out everybody fingertips 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 <laughs> what'd you think of that tom that's <laughs> good kind of a crazy idea i i can't believe it worked like those guys are good they're they're great musicians you guys that did this yeah yeah Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's actually the same guy in dis- in a disguise. Actually, I couldn't tell that. I I thought that when I was looking at it, like, is that the same guy? But I couldn't tell. I wasn't like, I wasn't- yeah, like maybe they're brothers. No, I think he just like he he did all the uh, quote unquote Flansburg stuff, the guitar stuff. He's got his hair like kind of slicked back. He's got glasses because he's Flansburg, of course. He's got some stubble and a mustache, and uh, and then he. Shaved, took off the glasses, and parted his hair down the middle to be Linnell. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is guy Jake. It's just Jake. Hey, that, Good that, job, Jake. This is taking fucking forever. I mean, that guy, he's he's got some talent to be able to pull that off. And even just that he plucked this idea from the universe or wherever, and he came up yeah. with 
It's amazing. Yeah. I love I love I love that people do this. Yeah, I thought when I first saw that title, I thought it was like maybe an homage to fingertips where he was gonna take like Beatles choruses and like halves of choruses and just like string a bunch of Beatles songs together like in the style of fingertips. I did but no, it was even more complicated than that. <laughs> he went he went a hundred percent and Yeah. Yeah. I'll 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 give him a thumbs up on that. So I think let's uh let's let's score fingertips. Banjo, what do you give it? One out of ten. Oh, I don't know. I mean <laughs> can I just give the whole song an eight? I mean No. <laughs> you can keep saying you can keep saying eight. Right. No no blanket were, eight at this point. We're on the second song. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna give this song because I like I like the holy modal holy, holy modal rounders. I'm gonna give it a nine. Oh. I brought this guy in. And uh, that's it. <laughs> I think I'm actually going to go a little lower on this one. I always thought this one was like, like they might be giants have always been a man that made me laugh, but like for, for more reasons, like how, how darkly sinister these pop songs are like a dark comedy kind of thing. And this, this one's almost just like, a, it's a hokey little hoedown. And yeah, they're trying to like bounce between styles very drastically. So that's why they do it. Um, and I can't really fault it because it, it's done in six seconds. But I think for the six seconds, I think I'm going to give it a six. <laughs> uh, yeah, my, I'm thinking the way the whole song is. I know that the, the whole fingertips, um, one through 3001 or whatever, how many snippets they do. And how, <laughs> the idea was to kind of have it like those old TV movies, not TV movies, TV commercials, where it was like yep. Freedom Rock or um, I know Neil Diamond and Korean Stairway Revival, they would yeah. tell compilation discs. Yeah, our time life presents. Yeah, we'll send exactly. you a new CD every. We'll send you a new CD every day. Just try to cancel. You will yeah, be charged. I mean, like, Your hey, credit card will be charged. Like, see, I've been a horse through the desert on a horse with no name. I, I know the the whole whole commercial probably by heart just from listening. Wow. And I could picture this commercial for fingertips, and yeah. I love it. I yeah. love it. it yeah. into this. What world is this that this would be a hit? <laughs> oh, yeah. in the world of they might be giants <laughs> all right so i think with that uh everybody can find tom on twitter at flows frozen lazarus and uh you can find uh this might be a podcast at this might be a pod on twitter and uh sayonara suckers <laughs> fingertips fingertips <laughs>